So you know how it feels when you're in a room full of people and yet you still feel completely alone, right? Well, this is exactly what many survivors of narcissistic abuse tell me that they experience. It's a pattern that I even found in myself after I realized what I had been dealing with for so long during the narcissistic abuse situations in my own life. And I think because of the fear, the shame, the guilt, the embarrassment, or some combination of those things of being tortured by a narcissist. Personally, I didn't even want to talk about it, and I hear that now. A lot of victims and, and survivors, they won't talk about it to most people in their lives, especially even and even those that they're closest to, because partially because people just don't get it, let's be honest. But even when you are in a situation where you appear to be totally fine and are capable of having a nice friendly conversation you may not even realize there's anything wrong at all you may be like well I'm, I'm, I'm fine but the fact is that even with great social skills you know there can be an underlying feeling of isolation for you even as a survivor and especially if you're still in it and it kind of feels like a dull ache like a weight on your chest almost Do you know what I'm talking about what a lot of my clients say and what what I've heard so often is that people feel like they don't know how to be vulnerable anymore. You know, they find themselves feeling very gun-shy, consistently on alert, that kind of thing. That is directly because emotional abuse, not to mention physical and even deeper forms of psychological abuse like gaslighting and things like that, can really teach us to shut the hell up, right? To stop talking about ourselves. This can actually lead to our becoming paralyzed in certain ways, one of which is developing the need to be alone. You feel like you can't really deal with the day-to-dayness of it all. Why do survivors of narcissistic abuse have so much trouble feeling really connected to people? And why do we so often find the need to be alone after any sort of social interaction? And it's probably because you're an empath, but we'll get to that. Why do we so often find the need to be alone after those interactions? What makes us want to be alone? Why do we find the idea of certain types of interactions, you know, incredibly overwhelming, you know, to the point that we become paralyzed and we hide inside like these little cocoons that we've created for our lives. Let's start answering those questions by taking a look inside our situations from an intellectual standpoint, shall we? Taking away from, let's let's just strip it of all the emotional aspects. What it comes down to is that you're in a very uncomfortable position when you're dealing with a narcissist in your daily life. And in some ways, you know what, we're taught that everything we think and believe is just wrong not good enough, or at the very least, no one validates us and we actually begin to believe the lies that the narcissist has been telling us about ourselves. That can be incredibly painful, obviously, but a lot of times we don't even realize it's happening. And in most cases, these situations are created without our consent, whether we've been fooled into becoming enmeshed with them by being, you know, uh, seduced into it, or we are born into that shit. But what you need to know is that um, as you go through this, you're going to feel abandoned. You're going to feel lonely sometimes. And at the same time, part of you is going to want to be alone all the time. It's just easier that way. You don't have to feel all the anxiety and stress and stress and pressure of having to deal with other people's issues, other people's energy, that kind of stuff. To say it's overwhelming would be an absolute understatement. Honest with ourselves, we are in an almost suspended state at this point when we're in this part of the recovery, you know, because whether we're still stuck in the toxic relationship or we've actually moved on and are going through the recovery itself, either way, we can still feel that sense of just suspension in the world like our life is just in a holding pattern I, I I call it limbo nobody wants to be in limbo you want to know where you're gonna be how it's gonna go what proverbially or otherwise where's your real home and when you're in that constant state of suspension that constant state of of limbo you just are waiting for the thing to happen whatever the thing happens to be and then when you're dealing with a narcissist it's often waiting for the other shoe to drop waiting for the next part of the cycle to happen it's freaking exhausting you guys so as we desperately seek closure to accept the truth of what we've experienced is so much more complicated than you think. 
so much more complicated than it even sounds. But you, my friend, are obviously on the right path right now. And you know why? Because here you are consuming this information. You're watching this video right now. And, and that proves that in fact you are on the right path. You have been seduced. Let's say the narcissist in your life is your spouse or partner. And if you're being honest, you were likely seduced with promises of having someone on your side or of a soulmate or whatever your, your version of that was. Ultimately, you were brought in thinking, hey, this is my prince or princess charming. This is the person I've been waiting for for my whole life. That sucks because inevitably, if it was your, you know, if you're in that situation, it's it's just horribly painful because you, you believe one thing you're brought in and then all of a sudden the wool's pulled off your eyes and you're like, holy crap, what did I get myself into? Now, if it's your parent or a parental figure, uh, it probably looked more like, uh, you know, I'm the only person who really loves you, the only person who will always be there for you, so you better do exactly what I want or uh, you risk being completely abandoned in the world. As always, they're playing on certain basic fears that we as humans have when they do that, some of our biggest fears. In either case, what it looks like is that if you don't do what I want, when I want, you will be alone. And the narcissist knows instinctively that everyone's secretly afraid, on some level at least, of ending up completely alone and unloved in the world. Whether we admit it or not, we're all scared of that just a little bit. Okay. Interestingly enough, the narcissist him or herself is also incredibly afraid of that and that's kind of how they project this onto you and share their issues with you, right? That is why you won't often see a narcissist be single for a long time because inevitably they tend to grab hold of one branch before they let go of the last one. You know what I'm talking about? So to avoid confusion here, let me just say what that means. I mean that most narcissists will secure a new form of supply before letting it go. And quite honestly, you know, the narcissistic harem theory is that narcissists will inevitably, you know, develop a sort of harem around themselves. So like in the case of, you know, say a narcissistic spouse, they may be connected to you, to a parent, uh, to, to several other people of the opposite or same sex, depending on your orientation. And, and, and they might have their hand, their fingers in all these different types of, you know, like I've said before, honeypots, right? And, and so they just want to make sure that if you happen to leave them, they've got backup, right? And that's bullshit, you guys, because a real relationship means that you commit to one another and you get through that stuff together. But when the narcissist is involved, you get through that shit, they just keep acting like they're going to act, and you learn how to deal with it within yourself. So here's the hidden blessing in being with a narcissist. You, if you have been in a relationship with a narcissist, you have to know something. You are now certifiably strong, okay? You can get through things that most people have not dreamed of getting through because the emotional abuse, the mental torture, and all of this stuff, if you're sitting here right now watching this video, that means you're on your way to recovery because that means you've recognized the issue, okay? You've discovered it, and here you are learning how to understand it. So my friend, you are on your way. Don't beat yourself up anymore. Just keep learning, keep understanding, keep feeling it, and you will get there, I promise you. The narcissist is going to often run parallel relationships in order to avoid being alone. That is how scared they are of actually being alone and being lonely in the world. Most narcissists also don't like to spend any time alone, in addition to the fact that you might be dealing with jealousy in a relationship with one if you don't realize it. In the case of a romantic situation, your narcissist may exhibit extreme jealousy when other potential suitors are near, are involved in your life in any way. You know, whether you'd really go there or not is really not an issue for the narcissist because if he or she feels threatened by someone, the jealousy is going to flare right up, right? And often this is actually just a projection of the narcissist's own indiscretions on you. The narcissist is cheating on you or at least considering it and so they become hypervigilant. You know, and a lot of times narcissists will do this awesome thing that they call emotional 
cheating. It's not awesome. It's horrible. They get emotionally close to someone else and, and they do this, of course, by love bombing and all the same crap they did to get it with you. But what happens is that when you're to the point in the relationship where the narcissist can't say a nice word to you most of the time and then you find out that they're over there, you know, having a ha 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 conversation with somebody else, especially if they're the same, you know, if there's someone who's a potential suitor. If you find the narcissist accusing you of cheating, being super jealous, beating you up all, you know, mentally, emotionally, all that kind of stuff, you know, on the flip side of it, if you have the nerve to to ask a single question about what they're doing when potential suitors are in their own lives, you end up dealing with the sickening feelings of potential betrayal all by yourself for a number of reasons. First of all, you obviously can't talk to the narcissist about it because if you ask even a simple normal question that a normal spouse could ask their spouse and get a response about, the narcissist will, what do you mean? You don't trust me? Of course, you know, da -da. they expect blind trust. And even when you catch them in a lie, they still continue to expect blind trust because they have absolutely no empathy for you and the potential reasons that you might feel nervous or jealous. You secretly begin to wonder, gosh, maybe he's right. or Maybe she's right. Maybe I really am a nut job, <laughs> right? No, you're not. Just a little hint. You probably aren't. Yeah, they're going to call you jealous, crazy, etc. And yeah, they're going to say you're making up things in your head and you know the drill. You know how this goes, right? Just remember that listening to your gut means tuning into your intuition, your divine self, and your divine connection to your higher power or the universe, however you see it, is all the same thing. Don't ignore that feeling in your gut. Don't ignore it. Trust yourself when you feel something strongly. You're going to have to learn how to trust yourself again, okay, because after you've been in a relationship with a narcissist, you cannot continue to live the same way or you're going to find yourself in a position where you're still being controlled by someone, whether it's the narcissist or not. You can't, you have to learn to control your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own perceptions. We're going to get to that. So, you know, part of your issue is part of the reason that you struggle so much with this is that most of the time when you tend to attract narcissists, um, you have the ability to really feel what everyone around you feels. This is especially true with someone you love or spend a lot of time with. You're an empath is the thing. When the narcissist is is overwhelming you with the pressure of being responsible for his emotions, you find yourself forever spinning, forever trying to fix them. And, and my gosh, it's so exhausting. You know, you, you probably say, God, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. And what you mean is maybe you're not physically tired or you're physically tired because you're so mentally exhausted by this crap that you deal with every day. But then while you're still in it, you probably find yourself sort of saving up your energy, right? Because you know that at some point the narcissist is going to need to, you know, suck it out of you, right? So you probably don't talk to people about anything serious outside of the narcissist if you can avoid it and you probably literally can't handle one more straw on your proverbial camel's back so you isolate yourself in order to you know begin to recharge between abuse sessions with a narcissist right even if the narcissist is being nice they still require your full attention and if you aren't willing to give that to them you know you struggle and you you have to deal with them trying to control every second of your time when they're when you're with them and even when they're not with you if they can't you know once you do get out you may continue to isolate yourself because whether it's out of habit or out of a need to try and protect yourself from future narcissists in the world, other narcissists or both, and even if you might still feel lonely sometimes, you might choose to remain alone just because it's more peaceful that way or because you're, you're just too tired to, to deal with the bullshit anymore. But who could blame you? Eventually, you'll get to the point where you want to change the situation and you realize that you've forgotten how to even be in a relationship that's normal. What is normal anyway? But, you know, healthy. Uh, you know, you might find that you prefer to avoid any intimate connection at all or that you just uh, prefer, you know, a one-night stand situation, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, take care of your sexual needs, move on. I'm not judging you, but what I'm telling you is that maybe that's okay for you for now, but if you're going to do that, please use protection and don't hurt other people in the process. And, you know, try to not create babies in that process if you can avoid it because it's just only going to complicate everything. This can even be the case if you are dealing with a situation where your your parent was the narcissist. You know, you, you might prefer to avoid all 
intimate connections just because you know it's not really worth your time. And when I say intimate, I don't necessarily just mean sexual. I mean close friendships. I mean, you might just keep yourself so closed off to the entire world in an effort to protect yourself that you just kind of, you know, like blow up the whole idea of having any emotional support whatsoever. And if that's the case, my friend, you got to stop that. You're going to be very unhappy soon if you're not yet. You've got to learn to connect with other people again. Being a narcissist tends to not only cause you to distrust yourself but also the whole world around you, okay? And when you try to change the situation you might feel incredibly paralyzed and overwhelmed but you have to work through that. You've got to admit to yourself that you are or were with you know a person who was toxic and who was probably a narcissist or someone with narcissistic personality disorder you have to recognize that you were in a codependent relationship with them or you are still in a codependent codependent relationship with them okay you have to acknowledge that you were mentally and emotionally abused and manipulated and that is very hard for a lot of us you guys because we're smart you know most of us who have been in these relationships are not stupid we're we're smart people who know what's up and so we're we're pissed off that we allowed ourselves. We're mad at ourselves for allowing ourselves to be manipulated and we're embarrassed that it happened to us. We don't want everybody to know that we fell for this and that we allowed ourselves to be treated that way because on every other level people would expect that we weren't that person and even if they don't we know better. We know we're not that person and yet we still allowed ourselves to fall into that. When you're ready to heal you've got to acknowledge it whether it's just to yourself or to the whole world. It doesn't matter. You don't have to tell the whole world. You have to tell yourself and understand that you were in fact being mentally and emotionally abused and manipulated and that you were in a codependent relationship with a toxic narcissist. Okay, you feel me? Then you have to begin to understand how and why it happened to you. Okay, this will help you to prevent it in the future. You also have to realize that this really isn't your fault. Okay, you have to realize that you really did get pulled into this stuff under false pretenses. I promise you most of us did not sit there and say to ourselves, oh, I'd love to be in a, you know, in an emotionally abusive relationship that makes me want to completely isolate myself from the world, right? Who said that? No. We thought we were getting soulmates out of this deal, okay? We thought things were going to be so much better for us. We thought this was the person that we were supposed to be with, okay? That's different than a lot of people understand. You have the option to change it, though. That's what you have to recognize. The option and the right to change this whole deal. And yes, this even applies when family members are involved, my friend. You understand? Family members are not exempt from this shit, okay? You have the right to make them take responsibility. And if they won't, you have the right to walk away. You have the right to feel peace. You have the right to feel loved. You have the right to feel safe and to, to, to determine who you are. You know, you have the opportunity to decide exactly what happens from here on out. You do. You have the responsibility to change your life for the better not just for yourself but also for other people you love whether you have children or you have dear friends whoever you consider your family okay you feel me what you need to do sometimes when you're getting out of one of these relationships even if you're still in this relationship sometimes you need to mourn the person you thought you were dealing with okay whether it's your mother or your husband or your wife or whatever your father your sister brother whoever whoever the narcissist in, is in your life oh, you, you feel fooled you feel duped you feel like that person almost died especially if you leave the person but even if you haven't left them and you're just in it you suddenly you know it's like the you know the mask comes off your eyes you suddenly see the world differently and you suddenly understand when you do and then you're like holy crap I can't believe I've been dealing with this so long all right that's all I've got have a great week everybody I'll see you soon thanks it's my mission to teach others what I know to be true you really can create the life you want take care of your body take care of your soul nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world take your spot take it now 
and the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.